On today's Friday Fire, we talk about how everyone has good days and bad days. The good days, you feel like you have everything on point, you're productive, you have no issues with food. Those might not be all too common all the time, but we all have bad days. And on today's episode, we talk about how we get through those bad days, how sometimes you just need to take it minute by minute. Live your life within the moment, moment And don't go wait until the morning, morning You never know when it is over, over All that I know is It's Friday. You are listening to The Food Code. I am Becca. I am here with Liz Roman. Sometimes I feel like I am on a late night talk show. <laughs> Are you trying to have a sex voice? I don't right know. Now? When I when I introed that, I was like, "Why do I sound like this right now?" By the way, I think my son's voice has changed since his tonsil oh, surgery. Yeah, and I was actually talking to his Nick's mom about it because Nick got his tonsils out when he was little, and she's like, "Yeah, your voice changed too." Really? And I'm sure like it'll regulate into you know, but weird. For a while, he was like gingerly talking because I think he was like trying to avoid you know. Yeah. And yesterday he tried to pull a fast one on me. He's finally feeling better. And yesterday at like five o'clock, five thirty, he was playing outside with his friends. He goes, "Mom, can I have ice cream?" And I was like, "No, bud, you got to eat dinner." He goes, "But my tonsils still hurt." Oh my god! I was like, "Don't you pull that on me? You're fine. You ate a bunch of food yesterday. You haven't <laughs> taken paid meds in two days. You're fine." We had the a meltdown this morning because I wouldn't let him have his mini ice cream sandwich because he do, we don't eat ice cream in the morning. And Marcus is in the mm, <laughs> phase right now a fine. <laughs> With the foot stomp. Carson slammed the freezer door last night. Oh, yeah. He slammed his, his door today. He got ice cream after dinner. Mm-hmm. And then he went and took a shower and he came downstairs and opened the freezer. And I was like, Carson, what are you doing? You're not getting more ice cream. Mm-hmm. And he goes, but mom, I want chocolate. I was like, Carson, you had ice cream like less than an hour ago. You're not getting more ice cream. He slammed the freezer door. I was like, excuse me? Mm-hmm. Go sit on the stairs. And he started crying and walking towards me. And I was like, go sit on the stairs. I know. You do not do that. And then he tried to walk to Nick and give him a hug. And Nick was like, no, no, you don't talk to mom like that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I told him to go to his room. He had to, for the first time ever, so he's four, time out in his room this weekend. Because for some reason in the toddler's mind, he thought that it would be a good idea to take the flashlight and scratch the TV. <sighs> and I think what it boils down to is like Friday night, we were like making dinner and doing a bunch of stuff. And he wanted to go downstairs and watch TV. And I was like, okay, I hear you, but just like, wait, we're still you know, doing stuff. So because we didn't, you know, listen to him and whatever. So then he's like, he very quickly remorseful. I thought that it was going to be like all hell break loose in the house. Cause it's like it's expensive TV, a large TV. So <laughs> put him in his room. And then he comes downstairs and Art's like, I didn't tell you you could leave your room. Like go back to your room. And then he does the whole grunting thing mm-hmm. at you, like screaming, but grunting. And yeah, this, to the room, slam the door, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, the same thing this morning. I was like, go to your room. Like, we're not, I'm just not going to deal with this anymore. Like, we're just not going to have these fine temper tantrum meltdowns at seven in the morning because you can't have ice cream. Like, we're just not. <sighs> it's so great. I mean, Taylor's, Taylor's like unreasonable though. And I can't, I can't talk to her. You know, Tar- Carson, I can like reason with. Mm-hmm. Taylor's just, she loses her mind. Yesterday, one of the kids took bubbles from her. Oh no. And then it was like bubbles, bubbles. And she throws herself on the ground, rolls around, flailing, kicking her legs, screaming at the top of her lungs. And I'm just like, I, I'm just going to leave you there until you calm down because I can. And then she gets like so out of breath because mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's it, like I feel so bad because then when I finally get her to calm down, she's like, <gasps> yeah. yeah. I'm like Taylor's bubbles. Like, <laughs> well, everything is the end of the world. You know, that's know. a big that's a big stressor when somebody takes she's your bubbles. She's not even man. two, dude. Like, yeah, you're in for a. Listen, I I should not say anything because if we have a second one, I'm sure it's gonna be, especially if, if it's a girl. Oh yeah, there's no more after Taylor. Taylor yeah. is Taylor was our finale. There was a girl at swim lessons yesterday. And the swim instructor came out and she's like, I'm not really sure what we should do. Do you want me to just put her in the water? And mom's like, yeah, just throw her in the water. Like you just have to. She's like, all she wants is me. She wants me in the water. She wants to control me. So the mom ended up like going outside the building and the dad was sitting there. He's like, this is ridiculous. You know, and then the girl's just like crying through the entire swim lesson. So I was like, oh man. Taylor, Nick's so bad. Taylor came over the other day and she was, we have a bunch of like baby, like kids first Bibles. Yeah. She ran over with it. And Nick was like, why aren't your hands on fire? I was like, Nick, <laughs> you cannot say that about our child. <laughs> oh <laughs> he my makes God. comments like that all the time. I'm like, of course she hates you. She can sense your energy. <laughs> oh my She's God. She's so funny. Um, so, anyways, how do we how do we transition here into what we're going to talk about today, which is our children bring us some challenging days is how I would transition this. Good days and bad days. We all have our good days and our bad days. We lose our patience sometimes. And there's a stress load that mm-hmm. changes day to day. Like I 1000% can sense when my stress load and my resiliency is so much, you know, my load is higher, my resiliency is lower because of that. I struggle more on those days compared to like when things go well you know i've the past two days things have been good like Mm -hmm. i woke up i carson finally slept through the night the past few days after his surgery i got good sleep i wake up energized i get a good workout in my workout feels good i'm also just at the end of my cycle so i'm like my period just finished so i know i'm gonna feel better these days um And the days have gone well. I've been productive. I've gotten what I wanted to get done. I feel good. My food feels easy. Like everything's flowing. Those are not super common all the time. And when they aren't common is what we want to talk about today. Because I think a lot of, a lot more frequently, you have days that don't go how you want them to go. You have periods of time, days, weeks, months sometimes where like you just don't feel like things are working. You feel like you're trying, but you're not seeing progress that you want to be seeing and one know that you're not alone that's the first thing like i one of the really cool parts of um the hybrid health summit that we went to, that i went to in uh gosh when was it march march maybe march yeah, i think um they had a panel of some women that have had like really amazing transformations um one of them is Erica Hugo. I think her name is Erica Lugo, Erica Hugo. She was the biggest loser trainer, one oh, of the yeah, biggest yeah. losers trainers. Yeah. Um, she's gone through, cra- so she is one of Vince's clients, went through insane, like had a thyroidectomy, um, had thyroid cancer, went through a horrible, horrible situation with like her ex-husband. Mm-hmm. He got really sick. All this stuff has happened. She had a ton of health issues. Um, and then another uh, person was uh, Phil Heath's wife, mm-hmm. uh, Sherry, I think her name is, Heath. Um, had mold toxicity from breast implant illness, like really bad, Mm. really bad. Uh, She was like gaining weight daily, drinking water. Um, And these people that for months, you know, were were struggling with symptoms, with not getting any improvement with, you know, and what Sherry said at one point on the panel was, you know, someone asked like, how do you get through that? And she was like, there were points 
where literally all I could do was get through the hour. Mm -hmm. Like all I could muster myself to was just, just get to the next hour. Yep. Sometimes even get to the next minute. Mm -hmm. Like, and that it can feel that heavy sometimes. Yeah. And that's, I'm not saying that's okay, but that it can happen. And what we want to talk about today is like, how do you, how can you mentally approach those things? Yeah. You know, and it might be you like personally with your health struggles, it might be you taking care of other individuals, you know, whether that is a sick individual, maybe it's, you know, for me, I took care of my mom with ALS and a lot of times it was hour by hour with things. Um, you know, it could be a situation where maybe you're going through a divorce, right? Uh, maybe there's been, um, lack of follow through on a commitment, you know, from your spouse to you and you're just in a place that's really, really dark and, you don't know how you're ever going to get out of this, right? And, you know, what did I do wrong? All of these things can happen in those, you know, type of situations. Or um, it could be that you are taking on the burden of other individuals. Maybe someone's had to move in with you. Um, whatever the situation is, wherever this big stressor is coming from, I think it's number one, okay to recognize that you're not alone. And this is where you need to lean on some sort of support group, right? You need to have a, whether it's a coach or a practitioner or a therapist or a counselor or a church group or, you know, a recovery group, whatever, you need to have a community that you can go to that's outside of this circumstance that maybe you're living in every day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think another big thing is finding some, even if it's a tiny win, mm-hmm. you have, you have to focus on as, any positive that you can, that, that you got through the day, you know, that you're, you're going to be there for another day. Like that, even sometimes it's just that, that, you know, your kids are okay. Or that's something that every night when, before I go to bed, I really try to end my day with positives. Um, cause throughout the day you can have so much negative, like I didn't do this right, or I'm so busy or I'm not getting what I want to get done. Or the kids are driving me crazy. Or like you get caught up in your day and it can leach into your night and it can, you know, cause poor sleep. It hard, it's hard to fall asleep. I heard some, you know, a really good point today. A lot of people that are s- struggling to fall asleep basically go from a thousand miles a minute to trying to fall asleep. Right. And, and there's no in between of like calming down. Um, but before I go to bed, fortunately, I don't struggle too much with falling asleep. I do every night, like pray. I thank God for the fact that we got through the day, that my kids are okay, we made it home safely, you know, whatever. Um, things that a lot of times I think we don't even reflect on. Um, and then I, I think about one positive that I'm proud of myself from the day. You know, maybe something didn't even go that well, but like I'm proud of myself for getting through a situation. Yeah, or, maybe you navigated it better than you would have yep, in the past, right? Or you percent. responded differently than you might have in the past. Or let's say, you know, I think for us as business owners and the evolution of growing a company with multiple practitioners, maybe there's situations that arise in your workspace that, okay, that little fire that used to be a huge fire is like nothing anymore. It yep. doesn't even bother you. It doesn't even phase you, those types of things. Um, you know, I think a big thing too is to kind of evaluate. I, I have felt like I've caught myself faster than previous years to where if you're kind of going down that, like I'm getting irritated, hangry, snippy path, like try to pull yourself back out of it quickly. Um, you know, I think deep breathing music works here, walks in nature. If you can do those things, of course, um, 
all great just to kind of create space, but you've got to be doing something in your day intentional for you. Even when my mom was passing you know, away and she was at home and we were her caregivers 24 seven, I still got to the gym. And it wasn't like I was there for the workout. I was there for the mental escape and like just a break for a period of time, right? Because it's heavy mm-hmm. when you're caring for somebody. Um, and so like talking to my sister or talking to my dad and alternating who was going to take kind of shifts here. Because if you don't, you are going to end up in a place where your health is deteriorating very quickly. Your patience is deteriorating very quickly. And you're just not showing up as the best caregiver. And essentially that's what we all are, right? To our children, we are caregivers, um, to our spouses in in ways we are caregivers. Um, and it takes a lot, it takes a lot of energy. And if you're, you know, not recharging those batteries the way that you need to, eventually you'll get to that place where you're just exhausted. There's going to be some sort of like mental breakdown or panic attack or explosion, um, argument. you know, I, I just think that, um, it's, really important to be a bit selfish Mm -hmm. and that's in everything that you do. Yeah. Like it's, it's, if you're not even going through a hard time, but you're going through a busy time at work, let's say, right. So let's say you're a tax accountant and, um, you know, you have a really busy season here. You're maybe having to delegate tasks more frequently. You're having to ask for help in other areas or maybe hire help. Maybe it's a meal prep service or a house cleaner or somebody to do your laundry, whatever just so that you can have some space in your day to be able to maintain a little bit of normal routine for yourself with either, you know, exercise or just de-stressing activities um, to not overwhelm yourself because we all only have so much to give and we cannot sustain fueling off of less sleep, right? Well, I'll just stay up later and get it done. Mm -mm. Okay. But then you have to get up in the morning and you're less effective. You're way, yeah, you're way less effective. You feel almost hung over on a little sleep. Your blood sugars are all over the place. So your appetite is all over the place. You're eating like shit. Yeah. And that's something that we talked about yesterday on our apprenticeship call, the, the, this Mm -hmm. fatigue, this like debilitating fatigue, brain fog that a lot of people feel in general. It's not because you're tired. It's because you are not giving yourself a break. Like you're not getting up from your chair and walking outside and being around people for, you know, and this is something that they mentioned was if you're an introvert, you need to get around people. You don't need to go talk to people, but you need to get into like a city and walk around or go to a store and walk around. And if you're extroverted, you likely need to be someone that gets into nature more and goes and walks in nature. Um, Because for most people, you just are not giving your mind a break from work, from your computer screen, from your phone screen, from sitting all day, and you just need to rejuvenate. That, that, that's it. And you can get outside 10, 15 minutes, get back, and you're so much more productive. And something that I found myself falling into again was that I, I tend to put a lot on my plate that I can't, I can't realistically accomplish, and then I beat myself up for it. And so something that I started doing again thank you, Andy Frisella, was the power list. Yeah. So yesterday I put five things on my to-do and I was so much more effective at getting it done because a lot of times I'll be like, okay, I want to check in with my clients and I'll go through my client list and there'll be like 15 people that I want to talk to. I can't realistically touch base with 15 people on top of all of my other to-dos mm-hmm. that day. So I put five people and then today I have another five. And so like, I just made it more realistic for myself and then I felt better about myself at the end of the day because I was able to do that. And so it's breaking things down into smaller pieces a lot of times so that you have those wins and you can then build momentum from that versus 
I have to do 8,000 things. I don't get any of it done because I'm overwhelmed with this huge list or I'm mad because I don't feel a thousand percent better already or amazing like I want to feel. And so I give up and I just say, screw it, right? Instead of chunking things down, okay, I just need to get through this meal and then I need to make it to the next meal. Yep. I just need to, if I'm not feeling good, what can I do? What can I focus on? Because if you just continue to focus on you not feeling good, guess what? You're going to keep feeling crappy because it's all you're focusing on. Yeah. And I think it's those little things that you do that you, if you are consistently doing them over time, you will start to realize, wow, this does make me feel better. We always say energy creates energy. So even if it was, you could muster up enough energy for a five or 10 minute walk. We're not talking 45 minutes to an hour. We're talking five to 10 minutes, a couple times a day, or even just start with once a day to get outside, get sunlight on your eyes. You will start to notice how good you feel after that. It's rejuvenating. I mean, it sucks on days when it's like really gloomy and, you know, rainy and things like that, but the sunshine, and there's no denying that sunshine really is just an, an, a mood booster. Um, so start there, start by drinking an extra glass of water, right? Start by not skipping meals, start by, if you need to set alarms on your phone, you know, when it comes to nutrition, a lot of people have asked us over the years, especially people in menopause, what about fasting? Should I be fasting? And fasting is like a gun. You need to know how to use it because you can use it incorrectly and things can go very wrong. So this is important because most people are going to do much better eating consistently throughout the day so that they can stabilize blood sugar levels, maintain better energy, more even keel throughout the day versus these you know, long periods of time that you're going and maybe you get a physical sensation or maybe you don't because you've trained your body not to, you know, tell you when it's hungry. Uh, but eventually at some point you, you get really low blood sugar here because you haven't given your body any nourishment for a few hours or you're nourishing your body very poorly. That's a different topic for a different day. But in these places where you're feeling very low blood sugar symptoms, this is going to be where you are moody, you are hangry, you're snippy, right? You just get tired. And the body, and this is why sugar is so addicting for so many people, is the body gets a high, it gets a big adrenaline rush when we eat something that's highly palatable, right? It's very satisfying. It's almost like a dopamine hit at the same time as adrenaline rush. So you have this, I'm going to say cinnamon roll because Buck and I love cinnamon rolls. So you have this cinnamon roll, but you don't have any protein or anything with it. And you eat the whole thing. So it's now like 70 plus grams of sugar, a lot of carbohydrates, and there's no protein or fiber here and no good fats. Okay. So maybe temporarily that tasted good. You felt good for a period of time, but an hour, maybe hour and a half, two, two and a half hours go by. Oh my God, you got a stomach ache. You are exhausted. You're tired. And now you're looking for the next high carb, high sugar thing to get you back up. Right. And so when we're looking at somebody's, for example, just blood sugar, or when they don't feel very well, if I can get them to eat smaller, more frequent meals throughout the day, they're going to feel a lot better doing that consistently in addition to other things, right? Like sleeping more and not, you know, overtraining and things like that. And then maybe down the line, when we've gotten out of this place of crazy inflammation, really high stress, it's more manageable for them and their body, then we can move into maybe more fasting techniques. But you know, we know that with stress and really emotional days, protein, fat, fiber, veggies are not really the first thing that people are going after. Yet you're burning through all these minerals and vitamins at a much higher rate. So that's what you need, right? So you have on one side your needs and then you have your wants, 
or your desires. And you go for that instant gratification because that's going to help you suppress these negative emotions. And so in the moment, temporarily, you think you feel better, but then you feel worse. So we just don't want to miss the part here where nourishment's really important. And for some of you, you may have what I call witching hours or trigger times of the day. It might be after work. It might be after the kids go to bed, right? It might be morning time when you get to work and there's a table full of donuts and sweets and whatnot. Pick whatever those witching hour times for you are. And I want you to put a plan in place just for that time period. Like if you won today, win the four to six o'clock hour yep. or the eight to 10 PM hours. Yep. If, if that's all you do today is you win those hours. Now, as Becca was saying with momentum and traction here, you start to build and you gain confidence by showing yourself. I don't have to have the sweets, the chocolate, the wine, the soda, whatever it is. So there's a lot that goes into this and sometimes it's hour by hour, but every person needs to you know, recognize what it is for you. And that requires taking a hard look at the mirror and being honest with yourself. And you may say, well, Liz, it's the whole freaking day for me. I got triggers left and right everywhere because I got my kids food or their snacks or whatever. Okay, well then take it hour by hour. When that hour feel accomplished. Yep. If it's a time you know, where you know there's gonna be a triggering um, situation, bring your own food. Bring something with you. Put a piece of gum in your mouth. Suck on a uh, mint. You know, whatever you need to do to distract yourself. Go for a walk while that trigger time is happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to do this. I mean, after my mom passed, I've, I've talked about this before in the podcast. So if you're new, you might not have heard the story. But after my mom passed away, four to six o'clock was my witching hours, and it was wine. And so I started moving my workout time from six thirty in the morning to four thirty in the afternoon, just to get myself out of the house, away from it doing other things. I started meeting girls at the gym. Let's go for a walk after we work out because I didn't want to go home. Mm-hmm. So if I went home, I was opening up that bottle of wine yep. and then that, that didn't help anything. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm the same way. My witching hour is like making the kids dinner because mm-hmm. I will take li- bites of all of the stuff that I'm making of theirs. And I could sense that I was doing this again. And it wasn't a lot. Like I would just take a bite of a protein bar. Or I'd take a bite of their peanut butter and jelly or whatever it was. And so yesterday, I really intentionally worked on it. And it wasn't perfect. I still took a bite of things here or there. But it was so much less than I had been doing that I finished the day. And I was like, I'm actually, I feel a lot better about today. Like I'm, And it was a small improvement. It wasn't perfect, but it was a small improvement. And so sometimes on those bad days, you just have to find that positive. So whether it's a good day or a bad day, end it in a good way. 